Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. We want to sing your goodness. We are grateful for your goodness. We thank you today that you are a good God. We bless your holy name. Holy Spirit, have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you to the band. God bless. Praise God. It is so good to see the church. Powerful, wonderful. Isn't December a great month? It's, it's time to settle down a little bit. It's time to just, you know, put it in another gear. Amen. Do you agree with me? Well, all those who's on holiday, enjoy it. The people here are probably still working. I just want to wish my wife as well a happy birthday. You know, when I met her, um, <laughs> praise God. When I met her, I actually went, we just met and, you know, we decided this thing is starting. And I went on a military camp for a month away from her to Luatla. So there, I had to write her a letter. Do you, you know, there were times we wrote letters to one another. <laughs> and I took that first week and I wrote and that second week I wrote and my letter was finished and I posted it and she got it. And inside the letter, it said, Akis Lifio. <laughs> I am not a letter writer, <laughs> but when I say it, I mean it. I love you. <laughs> Praise God. So this morning, I want to encourage the church. You know, we're coming to the end of the year. And it is good never to take your hands off your plow or the plow of the kingdom, what you're holding on. And we are holding on to Christ, not for dear life, for our dear lives. We are holding on to Him because we love Him. And we are grateful for what He has done. And it's the month where we celebrate Jesus coming to this earth. And we do celebrate Christmas. We do a proper job of it. Amen. The celebration of Jesus will be found in this church. Amen. Praise God. He is God. He is alive. He is seated at the right hand of God. Amen. Church, my message today, Him only shall you serve. Him only shall you serve. I want to start this morning by asking you a question. How many of you think you have a calling on your lives? Okay. All right. I want to tell you, Every single person that have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior has a calling on your life. It's very important to understand that concept that we are called by God 
to Him. Amen. We are called to good works. We are not saved by good works. We are called to good works. And it's stunning when you do and you commit your life to Christ and only to Him and obviously your wife as well. I wanna take you to quickly to, before I get to my main scripture, to Ephesians 2 verse 10, to prove to you what I am saying. Because God wants to, today, flip the switch on some people's lives. Ephesians 2 verse 10. It says here, for we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There is, God has created you in the eternities of eternity. He had you in His mind. And then came the day that you were born on this planet. And then came the day when you heard the name of Jesus Christ. And then came the day that you accepted His love and His grace and His mercy. But then, it's usually in many people's lives, that's where it stops. Because the idea of a calling is I'm called to come to church. But there is, it is much more than that. I am called personally by Him to do things for Him. If you don't understand that, then you need to pray about that. That calling, your calling is personal. It is to you. And you have to work it out in the fear and trembling in the presence of God. But it says here, we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. When you follow Christ, then you start walking in that way. And then your hands gets busy. If your hands do not get busy, you are not busy with your personal calling. And Satan is after your personal calling. He wants you to be distracted by everything this planet has to offer. But those who says, my God, what is your plan with my life? It's powerful. You see, you have to measure 2022 to know that what will happen in 2023. God wants people to walk in their callings if you do not walk in your calling, you are robbing yourself of the great fruit that God wants to bring forth in your life. Amen. And it's a good work. It's a good work. This good work, you know, many people now in churches and around the planet become volunteers in the kingdom of God. It's actually not in the Bible. It's not, you know, because a volunteer does something for a little while and then they stop. And then they do something else. 
but a person that has a calling on their life never stops. They continue in the love of Christ. They continue for all the days of their lives. That's God's plan with you and for you. So today, say after me, I have a calling. Amen. Praise God. Now I get to my message. That's just to lay the foundation. Him only shall I, shall you serve. There's definite ways of strengthening yourself in your future. And the ways to strengthen yourself, because the messages regarding our future is bleak. Amen. <laughs> it's, it's very bleak. You know, try to get to church on a Sunday now. We have a new problem. They call it a massive big hole problem. <laughs> Is there anybody working for the government? Please come and see me. We need that hole filled. Amen. Amen. Anybody working for JRA? Please. <laughs> Sorry, that's just asking. But we, now we're starting to pray. You're going to see. We want that hole filled in a couple of weeks' time, not in a year's time. Amen. Amen. We speak it, we see it. And if they don't want to do it, then we put money together and we fill that hole ourselves. Everybody from your garden, bring some sand. <laughs> Let me go on. We're going to fill that hole here in Hendrik Potgieter. Hendrik is going to, not going to be the same again. All right, let's get on. You know, all of us, all of us, every one of us, we experience giants in our lives. Things that comes to us and that really challenges us. Things that unsettle us. You know, it's, 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 it's difficult to, to look into the future and to say that I am going to be trouble free. Because it's not like that. All of us, we do experience trouble. Trouble is waiting in the future, it's there. But if we don't work on our callings and in what God wants us to do, then we get distracted and our focus goes to the things that God has already dealt with. We need to relax about the future, amen. I want you today to relax. Don't think of tomorrow. Think of serving God today because the message really is about your and my worship, the worship of God, the serving of God, my devotion to God, my purpose on this planet, my purpose, I've not been given a pair of lungs just to suck oxygen. I'm a person with purpose, with a calling on my life, and I take my calling serious. I want you to take your calling serious. I want you and we need you to establish yourself before we go into the new year so that God may use you to do whatever he wants to do. Amen. Praise God. Now, let's go to the main verse here. Matthew 4, verse 8.
I have looked at this piece of scripture for a hundred times. And every time the Lord purposefully take me back to this piece of scripture. Because it's God Almighty in the flesh talking to a created being who became the God of this world. Who became the owner of mankind. Lost mankind. And there's a very powerful conversation. And I'm taking you to the last part of this conversation. Matthew 4, verse from, from verse 8. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain. I don't know if it's Mount Everest or the Drakensberg or wherever. I know that Mount Everest, I've checked, it's 9,000 and something meters. That's high. Drakensberg, 4,800 meters. Not so high. Northcliffe copies, not high at all. Listen to this. Matthew 4 verse 8. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, okay, this I want to teach you. All right, Marley is a vocal coach. We as pastors, we are vocal coaches as well. I want to teach you something. Say after me, away, away. with you, away. Satan. Are you going to use that in the future much more than you've ever used? If the Lord Jesus Christ used that to put him in his place, then we need to do that daily. Away with you, Satan. That's a kingdom statement. That becomes your statement for the day. Away with you, Satan. He said, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Him only you shall serve. What are you serving? What are you really serving right now? What you serve is what you worship. And what you worship is what you serve. If we have a calling upon our lives, then we need to serve God. Because if you do not serve God, you definitely serve yourself. Then myself and I and me become the God of my life. But yet the Lord Jesus gives a stunning answer. Him only shall you serve. Him alone. You see, Satan is a lot to learn on the mistakes he made. Because in heaven, that became his distraction. He didn't want to serve anymore. Many Christians do not want to serve anymore. Then they find themselves, they are cast out of the kingdom of God and Satan waits for them. Our service to God is our worship to him. We need to Always get back in line to worship God and Him alone. 
Can you truly say today, I am serving God alone? Such people have and are taking their callings seriously. And you have a calling today. So, alone or him alone means to be single, alone, solitarily. Me and my God. I do not wait for any person to take me to church, to take me anywhere. I am the one putting up my hand. Amen. So, I really need you to say more, Satan need to go out of your life. But I'm going deeper. You see, when, here's the thing, when I spoke about troubles and trials, the things we go through. Was Job better after the temptation and the trouble or before the temptation and the trouble? After. You see, because Job knew his calling. He had a relationship with God and a personal, powerful relationship with God. A person that understands that will go through anything. Such a person will always be growing in the grace and the knowledge of our God. But a person that does not and do not take they calling serious is a person that will always lack in the spiritual department, not hearing God's voice, not understanding what I need to do. Always be silenced by the world. Silent no more. Can you say that? Silent no more. Take it serious, people. Take it very serious. I'm going to... Ecclesiastes 5 from verse 1. Ecclesiastes 5. It says here, when we come to the house of God, this is the attitude a person must have to come to the house of God. Verse 5, uh, verse 1. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 1. Walk prudently when you go to the house of God and draw near to hear rather than to give the sacrifice of fools. For they do not know that they do evil. Walk prudently. Now a prudent walk is a different walk. Walk prudently when you go to the house of God and draw near to hear rather than to give a sacrifice of fools. There were people going to the temple. Their hearts were far from God, but they went to the temple and they did bring their sacrifice. God calls that a sacrifice of fools. It's a dangerous statement that. It spoke so much to me. That our commitment to God, our devotion to Him should be pure, clean, without spot, without wrinkle. It should be something that God acknowledges. When God acknowledges something, that's where the anointing flows. People that have an anointing upon their life are people that walk prudently, upright, full of the fear of God, full of the Holy Spirit, full of their calling. So many young people are wasting, wasting their lives. 
They become professionals in many things, except in their callings. How sad it is, church, if any person, because you do not, God usually doesn't tell a person the things that he wants to do through you. Because he needs that commitment. He needs a powerful, strong commitment. And as you go along the way and you walk prudently to hear, not to speak, we speak too much. We say too many things about your future. But we don't listen anymore. Church, we need to get to the place of listening once again to our Lord. Take time to listen to him. He's got a beautiful plan with your life. Amen. Now I'm going to take you to another, further, actually. It says in, this is the message. You know, the message has got a way of coloring in something. Listen to the message. Watch your step when you enter God's house. Enter to learn. That's far better than mindlessly offering a sacrifice, doing more harm than good. Don't shoot off your mouth and speak before you think. Don't be too quick to tell God what you think. He wants to hear. God is in charge, not you. The less you speak, the better. <laughs> Overwork makes for restless sleep. Overtalk shows up as a fool. Overwork and overtalk. Overwork and overtalk. Overwork and overtalk are the greatest enemy to the kingdom of God. When we overwork, we are so busy that there's no fruit in our lives and we talk ourselves into a corner. We do not speak the word of God because we do not believe the word of God. We either believe the word of God because when you believe, then you start doing. If you do not believe, then you will never do. Can I have an amen? Little Falls Christian Center. Not little falls full of holes. The holes are around us. <laughs> so, let me read to you Proverbs 22, verse 3. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. A prudent man foresees trouble. That's why a prudent man is a person that comes to a prayer meeting. A prudent man is a person that's got a quiet time. A prudent man is a person that sees the future and knows what God's word says about that. Otherwise, there's trouble in the land. And I, I need to take you to one of my favorite characters in the Bible. And something that the Lord showed me once again in King David. Little boy David. I would, if there's a time I would have loved to live, would either be one of the Lord's personal disciples, not Peter. All right. But maybe one of David's men. You know, David was just, just 
a man's man. You know, one of those, this guy's got it. I can follow him. Amen. So, I'm going to read to you, but it's not what you think. Say amen. There's always something new. Let me read to you. 1 Samuel 17 verse 4. And the champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath. Now, if you don't understand what a champion is, okay, you get many champions. You get a champion uh, boxer and karate and judo and whatever, you know. But here's a champion because of his size and his mouth. He's a champion. So what they would do, they would, a champion would be the person that would stand in the forefront of his, all the troops. So then there's a rule. The champion goes against the champion of Israel. And these, do, these champions, when they fight the one that wins, then nobody needs to die. This one represents the whole nation. And this champion, if the champion won, then immediately this nation and its army start serving this champions as servants. Basically, that's what it means to be a champion. So, let me read on. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height, okay, I want to teach you something. Whenever you hear things that elevates the enemy, I want you to say something. Church, this is very important. When I'm going to read certain things, look at me. If, you, if I lift my hands, then you say blah, blah. Okay. All right. Look at my hand. He was named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. What did you hear? Nothing. You heard blah, blah, blah. All right. Let's go on again. He had on his head, and he was, and the weight of his coat was, and he had, there's a lot of blahs there, <laughs> upon his shoulders. If you take all the blah, blah, blah out of there, then it says he had a head and shoulders. <laughs> that is our enemy. He's got a head and he's got shoulders. No more blah, blah. We are listening to nonsense about our future, about our enemy. We should see that he had a head and shoulders. Any person in this place today, if we were to transfer you 3,000 years back, you would have been able to defeat Goliath. So, your future is bright. Your Goliaths are waiting for you. But let what you experience be blah, blah, blah. Amen. Have you learned something? So you're going to read the Bible differently. Really, there's a lot of blah, blah we need to put as blah, blah. Just information. Just to let you know that what God is going to do with this person is not going to be great. All right. Then I need to go on from verse 8. Then he stood and cried out, to the armies of Israel and said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? And I am not a, Phil am I not a Philistine? And Hugh, here's the problem. Church, 
here is a revelation. The enemy identified them according to their leader. Here it says, am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Now Saul was a fearful man because Saul should have been the one in the battle standing against Goliath. But everybody was afraid because of Saul. This is why if you have a calling upon your life, Jesus said, then and only then you serve me. Because when you serve me with your calling, then your heart becomes like my heart. Your attitude becomes a prudent attitude. Then you will face your future and you will win. Do you want to win? Serve God. Amen. Another problem I'm going to expose to you. We go to 1 Samuel 17 from verse 14. David was the youngest, and the three oldest followed Saul. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. The word occasional, that is a massive virus in the kingdom of God. People, you can do nothing with a person that is occasional. David, you see, David went occasionally because he was a kid. He had a job. His father sent him. But the moment he stepped onto the battlefield, occasionally stopped. Then he became a soldier. You can never fight for God if you are an occasional Christian. If there's something that needs to change in our lives in 2023, is the word called occasional. Because there's nothing you can do with such a person. Nothing, absolutely nothing, because that person do not take their calling serious. So let us, let us not be occasional. Let us be real soldiers. You know, when we went to the army, they gave us those terrible brown clothing to wear. You had to wear it day and night, the same color. You looked like a bag, a sandbag. But as a soldier, that's what you wear. You cannot be an occasional soldier. I will come to the battlefield when it's safe. <laughs> That's the wrong army, let me tell you. I will come when, when all is done. <laughs> I will arrive when, you know, when the battle is won. Don't you want to be in the thick of things? Don't you want to be for once in your life? Be there where the action happens. I love action. Action is good. It's good to see a demon cast out. It's good to see a person being healed. It's good to evangelize. It's good to pay your tithe. 
It is good. The occasional tithe is a difficult thing <laughs> because then there's occasional blessings. Amen. Let's not go there. And then, except for occasionally, there's another terrible kingdom virus, worse than COVID. 1 Samuel 17, 24. It says here, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. When Goliath rocked up and... Here's the thing, dreadfully afraid. Have you ever heard of such a word? You are dreadfully afraid. Have you ever been dreadfully afraid? This is what happens to people who should be in the battle. Dreadfully afraid. With my God, no wonder King David said, with my God, I can storm a troop. Which means there's 10,000 in front of me. Even if I'm alone, I am going to storm. <laughs> With my God, I'm going to jump a wall. There's a problem. We're going to do some jumping. There is, in 2023, things to storm, things to get over. Identify it quickly. Get over it. Storm things. Be a storm trooper. Amen. If you know what that means. And let me close off. Hebrews 9 verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. The blood is still working. You'll see as you go, the blood of Christ wipes out our sins. If you've made mistakes in 2022, now, right now, in the name of Jesus, no matter what you have done, God forgives you. You are cleansed. Now, with a clean conscience, let's go ahead. Everybody, please stand. Hebrews 12, 28 says to every single one of you, listen to this. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire and he is on our side. Amen. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father God, Lord, as we stand here today, oh God, I pray that the anointing, a powerful anointing comes upon your people for their future. Father, let 2022 be behind them. May every person have hope for what you're about to do. Oh God, from this day, we take the calling of God upon our lives seriously. Lord, we say, we stand ready. Now, Father, bless your people as they go out, as we come back tonight to come and worship you, to come and serve you. Father, be with your people in Jesus' name. Amen.
For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.